What you're living for, what you're standing for The clock is ticking, if you're sleeping wake up now We are strangers, this world is not our own The king is coming very soon to take us home Don't be caught unaware buying and selling Making merry like in the days of Noah Take this gospel everywhere you go The king is coming very soon to take us home Home sweet home No more tears we will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The master is coming For a church without wrinkle and without spot Home sweet home, I want to see you there No more tears, we will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The master is coming For a church without wrinkle and without spot When the trumpet sounds, time shall be no more The cares of life, they will make sense no more The time is now, tomorrow may be too late He will come back very soon to take us home So lay aside every weight And the sin that easily beset you Put away the works of the flesh oh, And put on Jesus Jesus is coming soon Home sweet home Don't be left behind No more tears We will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The master is coming For a church without wrinkle and without spot Home sweet home No more tears We will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The master is coming For a church Without wrinkle and without spot Are you ready? The master is coming For a church Without wrinkle and without spot Are you ready? The master is coming For a church Without wrinkle and without spot What you're living for, what you're standing for The clock is ticking, if you're sleeping wake up now 
We are strangers, this world is not our own The King is coming very soon to take us home Don't be caught on our way buying and selling Making merry like in the days of Noah Take this gospel everywhere you go The King is coming very soon to take us home Home sweet home No more tears we will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The Master is coming For a church without wrinkle and without spot Home sweet home, I want to see you there No more tears, we will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The Master is coming For a church without wrinkle and without spot When the trumpet sounds, time shall be no more The cares of life, they will make sense no more The time is now, tomorrow may be too late He will come back very soon to take us home So lay aside every weight And the sin that easily beset you Put away the works of the flesh oh, And put on Jesus Jesus is coming soon Home sweet home Don't be left behind No more tears We will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The master is coming For a church without wrinkle and without spot Home sweet home No more tears We will sing and rejoice Are you ready? The master is coming For a church Without wrinkle and without spot Are you ready? The master is coming For a church Without wrinkle and without spot Are you ready? The master is coming For a church Without wrinkle and without spot Okay, praise God. Uh, we just start straight. Uh, let me stop sharing that. Thank you uh, for tuning in, uh, both on Skype and on Facebook. Uh, so we'll just go straight to the point. Let me stop uh, system sound. Uh, we'll say a bit of we'll say uh, opening prayers, and then we go into the study straight. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. Father, we ask, Lord, as we go into your word, you shine your light upon these words in the name of Jesus. And the life behind these letters will jump out to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for tuning in both on Skype and on uh, Facebook. Uh, we have quite a bit of viewers on Facebook. Uh, we have just a few on Skype. So we hope everybody, I mean, other people will join us as we continue. Okay, Acts chapter 2. Um, actually, part two, actually, uh, we're still on chapter one. So I'm going to share uh, this Bible app. is highly recommended. Um, I hope you guys will be able to see my screen. Uh, okay, let me just maximize it like this. So highly recommended. It's called Bible Works. Beautiful, highly recommended. You can actually go into the original words um, of some of these verses. So um, uh, at the part one, we looked at... Uh, uh, Acts being actually Luke chapter or, or, or Luke, the second book of Luke, uh, because uh, it was just actually, actually a continuation of the Gospels, uh, and it was evident in the introduction in verse one. And we looked at what Jesus was doing. Uh, Jesus was giving a valedictory speech, and they were the disciples were actually asking him, <coughs> "Pros, um, after this time, what's going to happen to us?" Uh, and we gave a background of the reason why those uh, the disciples were actually expecting the kingdom to come to Israel at that time. Uh, that was on our WhatsApp group. Uh, so uh, we'll, I will see if we can just put uh, it up in PDF and send it out for those who have missed uh, that part one. So part two, we're starting from verse nine, Luke chapter one, verse nine. So uh, why they were asking for Jesus, why they were asking Jesus, um, what's going to happen to us and things like that. And are you going to restore the kingdom to um, Israel? And what did Jesus say? You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's, that's, they were expecting a kingdom, a physical kingdom, and Jesus was handing them a spiritual kingdom. And uh, verse nine, and when they had spoken these things, uh, while they beheld him, okay, let me read. I think I prefer to read the NLT. Uh, NLT says, after saying this thing, it was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. And they strained their eyes to see him rising into heaven. Now, two white-robed men suddenly stood by them. KJV said two men. Just to, they are, These are not angels. They were two men. Now, if you remember those of us who were with, uh, who were with us when we we're discussing, when we we're treating the book of Revelations a couple of years ago, and maybe we'll treat that book again after Acts, or I don't know, depending on what the Holy Spirit is leading us. Um, we, I told you then that these two men, that the two men that will appear in Revelations, uh, will be who is going to be the two witnesses. A number of theory about who those people are. We won't go into that theory, but I said it then that these two men had been appearing in history across history this is one of the places they appeared they were not angels the bible called them two men just robed in white and what did they say men of galilee they said why are you standing here staring into heaven jesus has been taken from you into heaven but someday will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go so this is a uh, this is a confirmation of how Jesus will come. That yes, he ascended into heaven, defying the law of gravity. He's also going to descend from heaven. 
And that's what we look at, um, <coughs> that the Lord will come <coughs> with his army in the sky and will descend from heaven into the earth. So that's a confirmation. Verse 12, and the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. Oh, let's just let's just go ahead. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to go deep into why they are to meet Jesus in Galilee or on that spot. Or okay, maybe I should just say it briefly. Uh, from my own encounter with with God and from my study and listening to fathers in faith, I've come to realize that there are spots on earth that um, permit me to use the word special. There are spots on earth that are meant for, for some divine encounters. And New Testament believers may, may not believe me, but trust me, there are spots on earth. Why did Jesus ask them to meet him at a particular spot? When Elijah was to be taken uh, from the earth through the char uh, uh, chariot of fire, he asked his, his disciple Elisha, to, they were going into the wilderness. He had to travel to a particular spot to be moved away. When um, um, when uh, Jacob uh, was sleeping uh, around the place called Ai, was sleeping uh, using stone as a pillar, that was around the same place his grandfather over a hundred years ago made a sacrifice. And the, there was a portal open between earth and heaven. For over 100 years, the portal remained opened. The portal never stopped. The portal was not closed. And the angel of the Lord was still ascending and descending all through a hundred years. And it took someone to connect. And Jesus had to come, had to get to a particular spot. Jesus had to get to this particular spot to get ascended. So there are spots on earth. This is just prophetic. There are portions on earth that men meet angels, men encounter God. I'm telling you the truth. They are they are spots even here right now on earth. But let's let's go ahead. Verse 13. When they arrived, they went into the upstairs room of the house they were staying. Here were the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James. This order is very very significant. Why not why not just list them anyhow? Peter, Jesus had handed over to him. John was the beloved. James was the brother of Jesus. So this is hierarchy. This is, was already telling you the hierarchy of the church. Peter, John, James, and then name the others, 11 of them. Let's go to the next verse, verse 14. <coughs> Excuse me. They met together. They all met together and were constantly in, I'm reading the NLC, and were constantly in uni united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. Verse 15, during the time, there were about 120 of them gathered in one place. Peter stood up and addressed them. Now, you can see the, you can see the hierarchy. It was already listed, was already there. Peter was the head. James, um, and maybe uh, when we're going to go uh, later into the, into the chapter, into the book, you will see the reason why Paul really needed their, their, their validation. And why I, I, I honestly respect Peter and James, especially. These were the leaders of the church. Um, James was the brother of Jesus, for heaven's sake. So um, Paul coming to, to uh, join them 
and uh, he's doing as if he knows more than all of them in quotes he knows jesus more than all of them bros we all we all worked with this jesus we were not here when he was around but for those leaders to be humble enough to embrace paul and accept oh this guy even knows he is well read and i wish those of us who are in leadership positions will see these young ones in that same light even though they may have some excesses uh, and some some faults here and there we still embrace them uh, and despite their weaknesses and i think that's one thing i'm going to respect about uh peter and james uh, but we'll get there later later in the book so 120 of them <coughs> this is peter talking now brothers he said the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning judas who guided those who arrested jesus this was predicted long ago by the holy spirit speaking through king david judas was one of us and shared the money in the ministry with us okay and shared and was and what was one of us and shared in the ministry with us verse 18 judas being filled judas had bought a field with the money he received from the treasury uh falling head first there his body spilled opened spilling out his intestine that's talking about um uh, uh judas committing suicide verse 19 and the news of his death went uh to all the people in jerusalem and they gave the place uh uh in arab the aramic name akeldama which means field of the blood so verse 20 now peter continued this was written in the book of psalms where it says let the home let his home be desolate and let no one live in it he's also said let someone else take his position now he was quoting from Psalm, I think 116 thereabouts. Uh, so uh, let me even confirm. Okay, let's let's just go ahead. Verse 21. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas among the men who were with us. With the entire time we we're traveling with the Lord Jesus. And they want to replace Judas. And look at this. From that time he was baptized by John up until this day, he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus's resurrection. <clears throat> Number one, this, this person they are choosing must have been with them. Let's look at it. Beginning with the time it was baptized. So this person must have been with them since Jesus was baptized by John up until the day it was taken away. That is what qualifies someone to be an apostle. And that is why you remember when we talk about the doctrine of grace, and I was talking about Apostle Paul, that a number of uh, uh, translations don't use the capital A when talking about Paul the Apostle. They use a small letter A because according to this, according to this condition, Paul doesn't qualify to be, in quotes, an apostle. So let's go ahead. But, but I, I want us to look at why do they need a replacement so um, drastically? Okay. We we're almost rounding up the chapter. Let me just look at why do they need a re replacement? They were 12 and now they are 11. Why do they need a replacement? What's, what's, what's about this 12 uh, ish? There's a lot of things about the 12 uh, from my own study. Number one, in Judaism, 12 is very significant. Uh, I think age 12 is when a female in Judaism is um, uh, must start practicing the laws of Judaism. Jesus preached in the temple at 12. Israel 
uh, Jacob had 12 sons, which formed the 12 tribes of Israel. What people don't really understand, I mean, uh, uh, especially we, the Christians, don't acknowledge is that Ishmael actually had 12 sons or 12 nations, 12 tribes also came out from Ishmael. And so 12 had been, so 12 is, is, is significant, uh, uh, is a significant number representing perfect governance or government. That is what 12 means um, uh, in Judaism. It, 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 it signifies um, governance, government, perfect governance in Judaism. So they needed to, 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 to complete that number and they put out this condition. So let's go. Um, so they nominated two men, Joseph called Barabbas, also known as Justus and Matthias. Look at this. Um, <coughs> KJV said they appointed. Yeah, it says they put forward. So let's look at the Greek, original Greek word they appointed. That's to make to stand or to bring them forward. These two men. Now, this is very significant. Verse 24. Then they all prayed. Oh Lord, you know the hearts of, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in the ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Verse 26, and they cast lots. Let's go back to verse 25 or verse 24. They all prayed. Verse 24, they all prayed. Verse 26, they cast lots. I mean, if it is prayer, if you're praying, and you have so much faith. Why cast lots? If the faith, if if the if the Lord is going to really uh, uh, minister to you, why cast lots? Look at look at what uh, the Bible says about lots. An object used in casting lots. That's probably pedal, probably uh, a bit of wood, many 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 more. Catch this thing. So, and a number of scholars have told us that probably that is the reason why. We never heard about Matthias after this. Yes, they prayed, but they chose him via lots. They chose him via lots. And that is um, that is very, very, very significant in terms of, uh, and you, you won't really, really blame them um, because <clears throat> this is a young church and this is how they've been doing things in Judaism before. Do you understand? So you won't really blame them. But we really need to understand when we see uh, uh, people in the in the uh, 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 people uh, um, uh, what's it called baby Christians do some things and we shout at them. Oh, why are you not? Why are you doing this? Uh, uh, why? What did you do? Uh, da, 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 da. Why you you gave your life to Christ? You should know that you should have been doing this or doing that. You should know that. No. There are times that people really still need to grow. There are times that people need to grow. So even the apostles, the early church, despite praying, still needed to cast lots. Praise the Lord. Okay. And that was how they chose um, Matthias. Let's see if we can, uh, what's the time now? Yeah. Uh, before we take questions either here 
please, if you have questions, just put them as comments on Facebook or put them uh, in the chat box on Zoom. Uh, okay, so I want us to see if we can take a bit of the Pentecost experience and we'll wrap up from there. I'm continuing from there next week. And when the day of Pentecost fully come the way in one accord in one place, uh, a number of us, we know this, we know this uh, story. Uh, but something I want to really zoom in on. Uh, okay, let's, and suddenly, let's go to verse, let, let me just read verse two. I'm reading NLT. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it fills the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like a flame of tongues appeared unto each of them. Okay, let's go back to uh, verse one. The day of Pentecost. Pente is five. So that's 50 days after resurrection, 50 days after Passover, actually. So, and so it's about 50 days after Jesus was resurrected that this was when this happened. Now, and this is very, very significant. Why, why, why did the Holy Spirit wait for 50 days? Why didn't he feel them the next day? A number of teachings have gone on uh, about this. Uh, uh, maybe they were, in one, they were not in one accord yet. They were not, who knows? Well, I'm going to show us something um, very significant um, here. Okay? So, verse 4. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. Now, verse 5, at that time, see, God is a deliberate God. Why did the Holy Spirit wait till this time to feel people, to come, to appear? At this particular time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. This is the reason. This is the reason why it had to happen on this day, on the, at this time. Now, watch this. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the, liver, by the believers. Let's look at uh, KJV. Now, when the, when the noise, are, uh, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them heard them in his own languages look at this that's a that's a greek word aquao to be endowed by the to be endowed with the faculty of hearing so watch watch what happened watch what happened the holy they were speaking in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance but here the people hearing them were endowed to hear in their language so i've heard a number of people um ask the question oh uh, people that are speaking tongues uh why haven't you heard someone speak french or speak this particular language that everybody knows and things like that yes i understand that and i appreciate that uh despite the fact that i have heard uh, a number of people uh speaking tongues and speaking other tongues uh earthly tongues um, I have on earth. Uh, everybody knows yeah. and things a like that. Of, a number yes, of people I understand speak, that um, in tongues when it comes to speaking in tongues, they don't speak an earthly tongue that people um, uh, hear or, or, or they can identify with because, oh, why can't you hear someone speaking French 
uh, should be the apostles when they were speaking, people could hear in their own language. No. Yeah, people could hear in their own language, not that they were speaking their language. The Bible says every man heard them speak their language. There was, see, heard them, heard, aquao. They were endowed to hear them speaking in their language. The Holy Spirit endowed the people listening to hear whatever they are saying in their language. So it's not that they were speaking uh, Greek or speaking Yoruba or speaking French, not necessarily. But the Frenchman was endowed to hear French being spoken. Now, why did this have to happen? Now, these people, who were these people? Because if they were just Jews or Israelites, why would they be why would they be confused that these people are speaking our okay? Let's go, let's go, let's let's quickly go ahead and I'll wrap up from there. And they were completely amazed. How can this be? This they exclaimed, these people are all from Galilee. And we hear them speaking our native languages. Here we are from Patians, Medes, uh, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Kapo all these people from the province of Asia. We're hearing, look at it, Egypt, areas of Libya, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts of Judaism. That is where I want to, I, 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 that's where I was going. So uh, here, um, um, uh, KJV said Jews and proselytes. Proselytes are converts of Judaism who were forced to obey um, or who were made to obey, don't let me use the word forced, who were made to obey the Jewish cultures. They were made to be circumcised and things like that. We'll get into uh, into these proselytes later, later in the in the chapter. Uh, we'll go there. So now, both Jews and converts of Judaism, and all these and Arabs, all these people heard their language. All these people heard them speaking their own language about the wonderful things God has done. So, God, because these people, okay, uh, they were amazed and they were perplexed. What could this be? They asked each other, uh, but others in the crowd ridiculed them and saying they are all just drunk. So now, because people or the other converts of Judaism were in these countries listed, they came to Jerusalem, just like some other, uh, some uh, Muslim faith go to Mecca or Medina for pilgrimage. So they came to Jerusalem for pilgrimage and they met people speaking their own language, local language, and they know that these are men of Galilee. <coughs> Excuse me. So Jesus, God had to wait till this time because after this, that was why Peter preached a sermon and 3,000 were converted. These were Judaizers. They've already heard about uh, the Messiah. They've already know, they were already practicing Judaism. They were already expecting the Messiah. They were already expecting, they already understood what was happening in Judaism and, and in and things that should happen uh, uh, in Jewish culture and Jewish uh, tradition. So that was when, okay, let, let's just read on. Let's, let's read on. Uh, okay, we should take questions in the next couple of minutes uh, and wrap up. Uh, verse 13. But the others in the crowd ridiculed them, say they're all just drunk. Um, verse 14, then Peter stepped up. Peter again. Stepped out uh, with the other 11 apostles and shattered the crowd. Listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistakes about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Could it be that 
the disciples could get drunk uh, because Peter was not telling them that uh, uh, <coughs> um, you should know that we, are, we we don't drink. He's just saying that the time is not ripe to get drunk. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, okay, we, I mean, don't think we'll be able to get to that because that's uh, in one of the letters of Paul that people are taking only communion and even get drunk while taking only communion. But let's go ahead. No, what you see is predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. Now, if he's speaking to Judas, if he's speaking to total strangers who don't know about prophet Joel, they won't understand. So these were people who were not Jews, who were not Israelites, but they already understood the books of the prophet. They knew who Joel was. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon us, flesh, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Uh, this, this, this verse of the Bible always gets to me. Number one, um, prophecy is meant for the children department in our churches. That is the way I, I interpret this. Prophecy is meant for children departments. Uh, young men are meant to be seeing visions. Uh, the kind of vision that um, Isaiah saw, and he saw, he saw 3,000 years into the future. He saw jets. He saw crucifixion of Christ. While the, the punishment of crucifixion had not even been, been invented, he already saw that Christ would be crucified. Vision, 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 vision. May our eyes be open. Young men, start seeing vision. Start receiving revelation. Start receiving solutions to solving thousands of years, problems thousands of years about all these childish prophecies. Prophecy is meant for children department. That is what I believe. Your old men will dream dreams. Let's go ahead. Um, in those days, our Papa and spirit, spirits on even the servant, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause the wonders in heaven above and earth and blood and fire and smoke. And the sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood and the great day of the Lord arrive. So Peter was actually talking about rapture here. Uh, when we're dealing with the book of Revelations, we went very deep into this. Uh, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth, uh, Jesus in Nazarene, by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him. Now, this is the mistake some of us make when we're also preaching. Uh, Peter was talking to people who understood what Nazarene means. He was already talking to people who, who, who understood that those these, these uh, languages. A number of us, we just think everybody understood, knows Jesus. Everybody knows Jesus of Nazareth. Everybody knows what salvation means. So when we go on evangelism, we just start talking. We just start using all these church languages. That someone who has never stepped a foot in church may not even understand what you're saying. Who is Jesus? Why did he have to die for me? What's, what Did I say the message to die? So. We should really, uh, when we maybe our our leaders and uh, evangelism coordinators will help us when we are um, when we are making uh, altar calls and things like that and going for evangelism. We should be careful uh, how to how to how to how do I say uh, um, how to coin our words and not assume that everybody had been reading the Bible since they were young. So Peter was talking to Judaizers here, proselytes, people that are already practicing Judaism. They understood what being a Nazarene means. Okay, but God knew what would happen. He prearranged the plan and carried out a pre and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed with the help of lawless Gentiles. Uh, you nailed him to the cross and killed him. 
but God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grip. Hallelujah. King David said about him, I see the Lord always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts praises and my body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul among the dead nor allow your only one to rot in grave. You have shown the way of life and you have filled me with joy and presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself for he died and was buried and his tomb is still there among us. But he was a prophet and he knew God and he, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow the body, his body to rot in grave. God raised Jesus from the dead. And we all, we all, we are all witnesses to this. Now he's talking in a city whereby he already knew that Jesus was crucified. This resident of the city already knew that Jesus was resurrected, even though <coughs> the chief priests are, are, and co are saying that, oh, spread the rumor that his disciples stole his body. But look at the, the languages he was using was familiar with these people. And I think this should really guide our evangelism. I saw a video uh, across social media about uh, someone who dressed like a cultist and was using some languages of some cultists to spread the the, uh, uh, the gospel to, to a group of maybe, I think they were young people, I, I, I wouldn't know um, where that video was shot, but uh, I think those people in that congregation would identify with those languages. So this is uh, uh, for, for those of us in the evangelism ministry, actually everybody's in evangelism ministry. When you're talking, when you're preaching the gospel, uh, let us know um, the kind of languages uh, we're going to be using. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Uh, okay, let's just finish that. Uh, uh, let's finish that that sermon. Uh, just a few more verses. Now he exalted him and placed him in honor uh, at God's right hand, and the Father promised, gave us the Holy Spirit, pour out upon us, just as you have seen and heard today. For David himself never ascended into heaven yet. He said, "The Lord, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand." Can you see that? Paul, I mean, Peter was using, uh, let me use the word, emotional blackmail. It was, it, was, it was attaching that, the fulfillment of that stuff to the person they could relate with. David, they, know, they were living in the city of David. I mean, Jerusalem is the city of David. They, so they could not, oh no, David could not have been wrong. Until I humble your enemies and make them footstool at your feet. Let's go ahead, verse 20, 36. So let everyone, let everyone in Israel know for a certain that God, has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be Lord and Messiah. Peter's word pierced their hearts. It pierced their hearts because they could identify with it. Yes, the Holy Spirit helped him. But he used languages that were um, that were familiar to them. And they said unto him and other disciples, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent from, of your sin, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus to show that you have received forgiveness of your sin and you will receive uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, baptizing in the name of Jesus. I won't go into that because uh, it will really uh, take a bit of our time and we we'll should be rounding up now. Um, this promise is to you and your children and even unto Gentiles. 
who had been called unto our Lord. Now, this is this verse 39 is very significant. Peter already knew that the promise is not just for Jews. He's already even given a, a framework that is, is going to be, the Gentiles are also uh, um, involved in this. But why was he, was he finding it difficult to relate among the Gentiles? You know, at times the Holy Spirit will speak through us and send us some messages and we're not even able to, um, um, what do I say? We're not able to, to really key into the, the Holy, what the Holy Spirit was saying. And he found, found it difficult to, to, to relate among the Gentiles. Maybe a lot of people have argued that maybe that's the reason why God uh, raised Paul. But let's go ahead. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging the listener, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. 3,000 souls, you know, I, I just pray for this kind of an anointing whereby you can touch thousands of souls with one sermon. And of course, social media has, has helped us. Social media has helped us. Social media has uh, made it possible for us to reach thousands of people and they will give their lives by the grace of God. All believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and sharing of meal, including the Lord's Supper and prayers. Uh, okay, a deep sense of awe. <clears throat> came over them all and the apostles performed many, many miraculous signs and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their properties and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day meeting in the home for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. While an all while praising God, enjoying the goodwill of people. And each day, each day, the Lord added to the fellowship those who were being saved. Now, let's, let's just go here. Um, let me just, they sold their properties and, and possessions. Uh, they met in one place, uh, the, the first meeting place uh, for, the, for the believers. Yes, they met at the temple, but it was in a house. They were small enough to meet in a house. It wasn't the whole 3,000 people meeting together in the church. So even if you have a house, you have a cell, that's the church. That's when the first church started. And we're meeting from house to house. They were sharing what they, they sold their properties and possession and shared the money with those in need. Hospitality had been the bedrock of the church. Remember someone this today. Share something with someone, a neighbor in need, a brother in need. Share something today and the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord will add to the church in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for tuning in. Let me see if there are questions on Facebook. Uh, if you have questions, please uh, send it now. Okay, we don't have questions. Uh, Facebook, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we will continue from chapter three uh, next week, Wednesday. Uh, God bless you. My name is Toluto Padada. Let's just say a word of prayers before we wrap up. Father, we thank you for how far you've helped us. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, humble beginning we ask lord that um the word we've heard tonight lord we will germinate and take root in our hearts in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name pray amen god bless you see you next week